what that means is is we're pretty much ready to go if you want to go go welcome to the rebel alliance briefing room podcast we are here to podcast about anything and everything star wars with you Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash rabrkylejohansson.us. That's r-a-e-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot u-s. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcast. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at rabr.kailejohansen.us. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars! I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello! 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 Hey, I have a question for you before we get too far. What if you turned your phone okay. sideways? Does it does it change? Let's see what it looks like. Doesn't rotate? Oh, there it goes. Yeah, so now it, your, your picture is bigger. Because mine is very big because I'm using a different camera, of course, but yours was small and it was skinny. So this is better if you want to look at it on YouTube later, but um, you, I don't have tape, so I have my you know, shirt on. That's all right. Can you read it at all? If I don't want it. Uh, sort of. Not really. I can see the Carhartt part, though. That's not a sponsor, by the way. Um, I'm push this button. <laughs> feed, 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 feedback. Feed, feed, feedback. Feedback at Kyle Johansson.us. That's feed, feed, feedback. K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N. That's funny. Uh, so we, we don't really have any feedback, but I wanted to do that because I wanted to encourage people to do some feedback. So. There was an email address that was just said. We have that. We have on our website, we have a, uh, a feedback form you can fill out that'll go to us. Um, we don't collect any data off of that form. We just, uh, whatever you submit to us is what we get. Um, we're on YouTube um, and YouTube has comments. Uh, we also have our questions of the week and you can make comments in there too as well if you want to say more than just answer the question. So those are our feedback options. And of course you can uh, call up Scott at this number 816-544-2224. That's a a fake number. Uh, All right. All right. So uh, let's get into the news. We don't have much news either. 8765309. Okay. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Let's get into the news. It's time for the news. Yeah, so we don't have a lot of news, but um, the only thing I put in there is, um, you know, from May 26th to May 29th, 
is Star Wars Celebration, which is the uh, you know the big convention. Yeah, right. They ah, they're all doing. And this, uh, you know, this is where they have all the panels and they discuss all the stuff and they release, you know, new things and you get trailers and all that stuff. So I, I'm talking about this because there's a lot of, uh, exactly, I'd like to go sometime, except it's in California, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with California. It's just a ways away. Um, so, so they're having all kinds of panels. There'll be um, a Bad Batch panel. There'll be... Uh, uh, an Ahsoka panel, there'll be a Obi-Wan Kenobi panel, all those things. Um, and they're ho- we're hoping um, during this 26th through 29th, starting on Scott's birthday through the 29th, um, that they'll be releasing some more uh, concrete information on when all these shows are starting. Um, and of course, we're going to hear all kinds of juicy news from uh, about the different shows and stuff during that celebration. But yeah. I wanted to mention that because uh, that's why, um, you know, we're in such a drought is they're waiting to release all the good information then. Um, Of course, uh, like Scott was kind of referring, Celebration is like, uh, you know, the Star Trek convention, but it's a uh, Star Wars convention instead. Um, Oh, you said the evil word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or Comic-Con, you know, but... uh, you know, all the geeks get together with their uh, their fake uh, lightsabers and and uh, helmets and stuff, and have all kinds of fun. And of course, there's tons of vendors and whatever. Anyway, that's the uh, news thing that I want to talk about. The news, yeah. So uh, let's do our first commercial of our new commercial sponsor. Are you planning your next trip to Tatooine? Well, come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where our droids will spruce up your wagon. We'll service just about anything from Starfighter Corellian Y-1300 Freighter to a Vespa hovering scooter. If we don't have the part, we can get it. If you qualify for our special program, we'll provide you with any parts our Jawas can get. That's right. Come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop where we can store fuel and upgrade your vessel. We're located at Tatooine's Moss Eisley Spaceport. Hangar 35. There we go. All right. And of course, we wouldn't be reminiscent without doing this. Spoiler alert. Danger. You are about to be spoiled. This is your spoiler alert. We are about to talk candidly and explicitly about some Star TV Wars shows or movies. Star Wars. If you have not watched them, please fast forward to the appropriate section. You will not be warned again because you will be spoiled. 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 Almost over. Okay, so uh, we talked earlier. We're um, reviewing Bad Batch. Yeah, it's it's red though. It's not. I had an orange shirt on yet uh, at work the other day, and it was uh, a lot brighter. Um, Your safety safe vest on. Yeah, I do. Uh, All right, so we're reviewing Bad Batch episode twelve. 
Rescue on Ryoloth and Episode 13, Infested. Uh, we've uh, Let's get started on Rescue on Ryoloth. So um, the first scene is called Traitor of Ryoloth. Uh, we start out with uh, Vice Admiral Rampart and Captain Hauser. I'm going through a detention block. Uh, they are holding um, Cham and Alina Sendula. Uh, which, you know, that's uh, Hera's parents. Uh, Rampart mocks Cham, saying that he was uh, considered a, the liberator, liberator of Ryloth, um, but now is a traitor attempting to assassinate Liberator. La, 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 la. Senator Orn Free Jaw. So, you know, if you remember, we're coming back from the previous episode where at the end, um, Orn Free Jaw was shot, and they have arrested uh, these two um, as traitors to the uh, to Ryloth. Uh, um, and uh, Cham says he won't believe the uh, Empire's lies, and uh, Rampart believes that he will turn against him, turn him against them easily. Uh, and he starts making a plea to Alini um, to, you know, because he doesn't want to, you know, if once he finds Harry, he doesn't want to hurt her. He wants Alini to, you know, bow down to him so he can uh, have her as an ally and, and not have to do anything bad to uh, her daughter. Um and uh, Rampart leaves, and Hauser gives him a kind of a look of concern. Um, and uh, Rampart then orders Hauser to scour the planet and arrest all of Cham Sindula's supporters. Um, and this is where we start to see Hauser kind of um, questioning Admiral Rampart. He says that uh, those people are, are not insurgents. They have not committed no crime. Um, and Rampart kind of tells them that they're a menace and that's hopefully going to rile up uh, Cham and, and Alini so that they uh, give them the location of, of Hera. Um, yeah, because they're just what, what bringing all the people in and scanning them or something like that, right? Well, that and... Um, Rampart, who, who knows? Rampart could uh, have some of them killed. You know, he's not—he's not the nicest guy. You know. Um, okay. And Hauser also questions um, Rampart about how um, uh, Orin Tall, Orin Free Tall, Tall was was shot at because he didn't think it was one of the. One of Cham's fighters, he thought it was uh, someone else. And Rampart says, uh, you can't prove anything about that. So let's, uh, you know, go with the, what I have, have come up with, which is, you know, he's blaming uh, the uh, in, insurgents of Cham's group. Yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? Did it? Yeah, we know. We, we saw... Um, we saw Crosshair actually make the shot, and uh, and, and you know when uh, Rampart nodded his head in the previous episode. That's when we saw Crosshair make the shot. Um, 
Correct. So, uh, and then we see uh, um, Chopper kind of roll out from behind some crates um, near one of the buildings uh, at the complex where everybody's at. And uh, that brings us to the next scene where um, in the mountains above the family residence, uh, Hera is communicating with Chopper. Um, and she's basically telling him where to go and to avoid the stormtroopers and the, uh, the elite, um, troopers, um, so that, uh, you know, Chopper doesn't get caught. Um, and then we see, uh, she sees crosshair in the, in the, um, mic macro binoculars is what they call them. And, um, you know, that brings us into a scene with, with Crosshair and Crosshair saying that there's no sign of Hera to be found. She may have fled the planet. Um, but he, he also doesn't think she would have left without her parents. Um, this is where we see uh, Hera tell Chopper um, that she has a new plan and to be, meet at the base to send out a transmission. So they're going to send out a, you know, some sort of message. Um, and we cut to the Marauder. Omega uh, is attempting to fix uh, the gonky droid. <laughs> Something's wrong with his power source because um, he's not fully charging. And uh, Hunter tells her he can't be fixed as he is a defective unit, uh, just like the rest of them, um, is what uh, Tech says. Um, that is so insulting. And, and Omega reassures the droid, you know, that he's not the yeah, only effective one around. Uh, and that's when uh, Tex tells Hunter that they're receiving a a recorded transmission from an unrecognized frequency. Um, and they they put it on a screen. A hologram appears, and uh, Hera is asking uh, Omega to come help her. Uh, save her parents they've been captured by the empire um right. and she gives she gives some coordinates and uh, got something on that that uh when i was watching re-watching it the other day i think i'm about to that point right now anyway um it's so i so flash back to uh new hope yeah leia in r2 yeah that's that's kind of uh the same kind of scene, isn't it? I actually put those same damn words because she was kneeling all that crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty close to the same scene, and of course, and uh, very reminiscent of, of New Hope. Um, of course, Chopper's a little different, but uh, so the after they listen to the report um, off the channel, um, you know, the, the Bad Batch team kind of debates to, uh, to take it seriously or not, because they think that, you know, children often overreact. The situation may not be as dire as they say, um, but um, Omega comes back with, uh, why not? Isn't that what soldiers do, you know, to uh, help people? Um, that's what soldiers do, yeah. And Hunter gets that look on it, like. He's like, she got he's like, me there. She got me there, yeah. Uh, 
So then the uh, we see um, the Marauder drop out of hyperspace over Ryloth. Um, they head into a canyon area and land in a, a platform cave. Um, they come out and they're greeted by Chopper, and then Hera jumps out of hiding too. After you know, Chopper kind of checks them out, I guess. Um, runs, like he like runs down the, the yeah the ramp or whatever that is. It's like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, Chopper's a little crazy. Uh, Hunter asks why the Empire is after her and is and have arrested her father. Um, and Hunter looks unconvinced uh, about her story, and Hera offers to pay them to free her parents. Uh, and then Hunter agrees to hear the story, um, but offers no guarantees. Um, then we see um, the Bad Batch back up in the mountain area where Hera was before, um, looking overlooking the the uh, complex that they live in or whatever. Um, and this is where we cut to a scene where Rampart addresses the citizens of Ryloth, telling them uh, they're responsible. Those responsible for the attack on the senator will be detained. Um, and that Orin Free will make a full recovery. Um, Omega sees Crosshair in the city and Hunter and Echo and Wrecker uh, step back to discuss it out of um, earshot of um, uh, Hera and, and, and uh, Omega. Yeah. Wrecker wants to fly in and blow things up. Of course, that's <laughs> what Wrecker does. Um, but he's but Echo says, "Hey, the the, sh the scanners will pick up the ship, and we'll be outnumbered pretty quickly." Um, they're saying the number of troops is similar to what they saw in Raxus uh, in a recent episode we we watched. Um, and this is a military occupation, not a uh, you know they're not um, there to help. It looks like an occupation, and. We see a, a, one of those probe droids hovering, and Hunter hears it somehow, and and, and says he'll be right back. Right back, and he can, We see him stab the uh, the droid right in that little weird eye socket thing, which it's kills eye. it. I guess that's the only way you can kill it. Yeah. Um, of course, the bad thing about those um, probe droids are is they're always transmitting, so. Um, you know, we know that somebody's going to see that some of that footage. Um, and then we see uh, they go back to the uh, place where they landed the ship at. Hunter's telling Hera that he can't help her, um, especially now that um, the surprise element is gone with the uh, probe droid and everything. Um, the Empire will be expecting an attack and they have already increased security. Um, that's when Hera offers to pay him double. Um, and Hunter says, well, you know, that many credits will mean nothing if we're all dead. Um, they offer to take Hera off board, but rescuing their parents is not worth the risk. And Hera responds, of course, not to, not to you which means that it matters to her, and she walks off followed by Chopper. This is where Omega, again, 
intercedes and tries to, um, you know, get them to change their mind. She tells Hunter that being strategic means knowing your limitations. And she replies that Hera is trying to protect her family and that, and that Hunter would do the same for his, um, which of course, again, Hunter then, uh, realizes that she was making sense. She got me again. Uh, and then we cut to a, a scene in the city where Rampart tells Howder that arresting some of Champ's supporters is not good enough. He wants them all. And Hauser is concerned that arresting innocent citizens will provoke an uprising. Um, but Rampart says they should all be arrested too, and, and peace is, has its costs. Um, as they enter the Vice Admiral's office, Crosshair is already waiting for them. He throws a, a data pad on the desk and announces that Clone Force 99 was spotted near the Capitol. And Rampart says that he already has a battalion of troopers. Um, but Crosshair tells him that's not enough, given to what they're capable of. Uh, Rampart still doesn't believe Crosshair when he says that they're uh, uh, more than capable of handling just about anything that um, Rampart would, would throw at him. Um, Crosshairs, yeah. crosshairs, crosshairs kind of just, you know, he's, he, he, he's getting there where he's uh, just possessed and self-determined. Yeah, he's getting a little, yeah, maybe obs obsessed with him, I guess is what a better yeah, word, maybe. Um, and we hear uh, Rampart says that he'll assign someone who can take care of him since Crosshair can't seem to do it. Um, and we get Crosshair giving a Hauser a little look too. Um, we, okay, so the next scene is a, it's called a rescue plan. And we see Chopper talking to Hera. Um, and she does, she says she doesn't want to hear lecture. Uh, and that Hunter is, is the one that's giving up on her. Um, and then we see Omega come over and talk to her and, and tells Omega tells Hera that Hunter means well. Um, and she asks why she should trust Hunter so much. And Omega says that he's her brother. And so is the rest of the squad. And she tells Hera, um, that Hunter will come around and they will come up with a strategy and Hera knows Ryaloth better than any of them. Um, then we switch back to the, uh, the city. Hauser is visiting Cham and Alini at the detention block. And, you know, Cham is kind of uh, telling Hauser that he doesn't approve of how he's acting. Um, Hauser says they attacked an Imperial uh, convoy. What did you expect? Um, yeah. And Alini says, well, they, they were also protecting Hera. And this is where Hauser kind of looks around to see if anybody's watching or listening and says that, that, that that's what he's trying to do also. And he, he begs them to give up Hera's location so he can protect her, but they don't believe him. Um, with Cham saying basically that he doesn't trust him anymore at all. 
At the uh, Sindula house, um, Hera and Omega are outlining a plan. One squad will attack the Imperial um, refinery on the outskirts of the city, drawing reinforcements away uh, so the other team can rescue her parents. Um, Because they know that if they attack the refinery, which is actually a front for something else, it's probably a, a military base of some sort that they'll move a bunch of troops over there to protect the uh, base. Um, yeah, they'll get a really good response. Echo set asks if the, what the defenses are, and Hera tells them about five unmanned perimeter cannons, um, which can be disabled by chopper at the command console. Uh, Hunter agrees, telling Hera that Omega, that her, telling Hera and Omega to back up chopper while he d- disables the cannons. Tech and Wrecker will attack the refinery while Echo, he and Echo scale the capital walls and rescue the Sindulas. And that's our plan going forward. Um, and we start off uh, focusing on Omega and Hera uh, talking to um, Chopper about, you know, so he can avoid the, the, the different patrols of troopers. Um, and he ends up uh, finding. A, a group of droids that are going into the base and you know they're they're going through a scan process so he ends up he follows them and then he jumps away and goes around um and hides away Barrier. from them yeah. that's so cool and comes back in after they've all been scanned <laughs> so he kind of sneaks in that way Uh, all right, and droids breaks in away. Command. He electrocutes an imperial astromech droid <laughs> at the console and tries to access the network. However, Chopper cannot find the access to the cannons, and the droid is soon soon cornered by two clone troopers. Um, of course, Hera wants to help Chopper. Um, and Omega says they will, but first they need to take the console offline. Um, when Hera asks how to do that, Omega points at one of the uh, the Imperial Rogue class transport shuttles and reminds Hera that she wants to be a pilot. And Omega leads the way. Yeah, that's Main a weird one. ship. Yeah, that's a, a different kind of ship. It's it's almost like actually the. Um, ship we see uh in rebels it's almost like the ghost ship yeah uh their 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 cockpit is high and up front it's like exactly almost it kind of i thought when they first were getting in there we're getting into like one of those uh walkers or whatever because it was so high up like you said um but anyway uh and hunter and echo are scaling the capital wall um they take out a few sentries um and omega and hera uh get into the shuttle uh tech asks omega if chopper has disabled the cannons and omega replies that she and hera are working on it and warns them not to shoot down their shuttle (laughs) hera fires up the shuttle and struggles to control the ship uh, kind of uh going back and forth zigzagging chopper chopper electrocutes the two uh the two troopers, which is kind of funny. 
yeah, that was it's always Chopper's always doing that kind of thing. That's pretty <laughs> And then Harry uses the shuttle to shoot out the command console, which explodes and triggers a bunch of explosions. Um, and we see Cop Chopper fire up his thrusters so he can get on board the, the uh, shuttle that they're on. They fly away, and Tech inquires about the explosions at the refinery. And Omega confirms that they have taken the weapons down, um, and the Marauder descends on the undefended refinery. While Tech flies a shuttle, Wrecker uses the Marauder weapon systems to take out the gun emplacements and clone troopers are calling for reinforcements, just as planned. Um, There's a blinky light on what's his name's desk. Blinky, blinky, blinky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Captain Hauser tells Rampart that the refinery is under attack and he offers um, Rampart a deal um, but Rampart insists on handling the attack in orders himself and he wants Hauser to guard the capital um, meanwhile Hunter and Echo stun the sentries guarding the Sunduba's cell and free Chan and uh, Lini and, and Gobi the, the brother right brother of Alina I think is good um, he's surprised to see the bad batch again. He's like, oh, you're the guys that, uh, you know, sold the weapons to me uh, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, and Gobi says he didn't hire him. Um, and Hunter replies that Hera hired them. And Cham's like, what? What? Cham what? asks if, if Hera is safe. And, uh, you know, he said he kind of indicates that she is. Well... <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Yeah, she's flying this uh, shuttle around. Uh, Tech tells her that her dangerous and uncontrolled maneuvers is confusing both him and the Imperial troopers. And I guess that's kind of his way of joking about her bad flying. Uh, at the Capitol, Crosshair accompanies several clone troopers and an elite squad heading towards the refinery. And Crosshair tells the tr his troops to stop. Because uh, he's realized that Clone Forces 99 is making a distraction. Um, and he orders them to uh, come back and um, that they're going to come out this particular door um, of the Capitol building. Because um, it's their only way out. It's their only way out, right? Um, well, at least that's what we think, or he thinks, right? But yeah, but I thought I thought the the his troops got on the ships and the ships left, and he and he went. And all the other ones did. His he him and uh, some of the troops stayed behind, right? Um, because because yeah, that's that's who follows around the entrance exit. They're coming out, and well, we see how Hauser's. Yeah, Houser's we see Hauser watching. Watching Crosshair from the balcony above, um, and he walks back inside uh, the uh, complex, um, and we see Hunter and Exo Echo escorting the um, Sundulas uh, down the corridors. Um, Crosshair's troops form up outside again and get ready because uh, they're Crosshair 
says they're coming out any minute. Um, Hunter and Echo come down the entrance to the uh, doorway, and Hauser is there to warn them that they're walking into a trap. He removes his helmet and tells them that the, there's a squad waiting outside. Um, and Gobi doesn't really trust Hauser still. Um, Hauser insists that he's on their side and the Empire, what the Empire is doing is wrong. Um, and he says he'll face the, uh, the troops outside because um, he wants to convince them of the same. Um, and uh, Hunter and Echo find a different exit um, through a ship that Elaney has. Oh, it's it's Senator Tall's ship, so they're going to steal that ship in the ha- hangar. Yeah, that's right. I um, wondered who ship that was. Yeah, it's, it's Senator Tall's. Um, and as they leave, Cham puts his hand on Hauser's shoulder and reasserts reassures him that Hauser um, will fight again for Ryoloth, um, and he vows to return. Um, uh, Eleni invites Hauser to come along, but he says that um, the Empire will know he's defected, and you know they don't need uh, the Empire looking for them and Hauser at the same time. Um, and he goes out uh, and tells he's gonna he tells the free Ryloth fighters, Hunter and Echo uh, leave on the ship different direction. And Hauser is prepared for the Imperials outside. Uh, and later Hunter updates tech on their escape plan. And Tech is relieved since they are being pursued by multiple vessels. Um, Crosshair is outside, ready to move in. Stays in position since they're insists they're on their way out. And then Hauser comes out the door by himself and starts to speak to the clone troopers and tells them, "Hey, you know, listen to me. I'm your brother. You you are doing the wrong thing, and if you agree with me, throw your weapons down." They've been sworn to protect the citizens of Ryloth from the separatists, and that has succeeded. And uh, what they're doing now with the uh, Empire is wrong. Um, and they, uh, we see several of them throw down their blasters. Um, and we see Crosshair looking from above in a balcony. Uh, and he orders one of the... Uh, yeah, he orders one of the troops to arrest them all. Um, and we see the uh, ship fly off in the background. And Crosshair tries to shoot it down with his, uh, you know, sniper rifle. And he also recognizes the Marauder that Hunter and them are in. Uh, and, you know, realizes that he's been swindled. He's been tricked again. Uh, and this is where we see, you know, Captain Hauser and all of them are arrested and handcuffed and they're led away. Um, and we come back uh, to Ord Mantle with the Bad Batch. And 
it lands in a hangar, um, and Cham Sadula and his free Ryloth fighters and Eleni pay a visit. The hunter tells him that she offers to pay them for the, the, the money that Hera um, told them about. And he says to keep their money because they'll need it where they're going. And Hunter adds that these occupations are happening all on other worlds as well. Um, uh, Cham says they hope to, f they have fought the last war, but um, his people need them, them now more than ever. And Cham says that he will organize and be returning to uh, Ryloth sometime in the future. Um, Eleni calls for her daughter, um, and her daughter says, uh, Echo or Tech just taught her how to scramble the ship's signature. Um, and Eleni is impressed and hopes that uh, she'll be able to take care of that when they when they leave. Um, and then we see Hera and Omega Omega say goodbye to each other. Omega is sad that her friend's leaving and Hera promises to see her again and tells Omega to keep an eye on her brothers and thanks her for believing in her. Uh, they hug out, they hug it out, of course. Um, and back at the refinery, we see uh, Vice Admiral Rampart speaking to Crosshair and Rampart admits that he underestimated the Bad Batch and wishes that they were fighting for the Empire instead of against him. And this is where Crosshair requests formal permission to hunt down the Bad Batch. And Vice Admiral Rampart agrees, and Crosshair gets a weird kind of smile on his face as yeah. Ramp Rampart walks away. Um, and that ends the credit scenes. So uh, here we go. Our question for that um, episode of the week is, will the Bad Batch see the Sindulas again? Um, and, you know, I think because they said that they will, they, they probably will, but um, if I remember right, we don't see them in this season anymore. That's for sure. No. So uh, I think maybe in season two they might, um, because if we – know our history Hera ends up being the leader one of the leaders of the rebel uh alliance um you know not necessarily the same leader as um you know Leia is of the entire alliance but she is a uh, high up in the troops so um and that, that was a kind of a long episode. It was kind of, there was a lot in there, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it was good. And, you know, it was nice to see, uh, you know, Hera and how she was when she was a kid and all that stuff. Um, and put, and it put, put Hunter like twice or three times back in his place. Like, exactly. What the mission was, because they're soldiers. Soldiers. Soldiers, Omega, Omega did that. Yeah, Omega is um, becoming a strong member of the team from from that. You know, she uh, she has say, and they listen to her now. Um, and again, they didn't leave her anywhere, so you know she must be uh, with the uh, 
with the guys all the time, which kind of answers my question from a couple of weeks ago is did she win the game of uh, uh, cards against Hunter? I think she did. Yeah. Yeah. I think she did. Um, all right. So let's get into the next episode. Episode 13 infested. Before we do that, we need to play this here. We are proud to welcome our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina, where every first week of the month on the standard galactic calendar, we celebrate what the ancients call Cinco de Mayo. Come join us at Juan's for the food, mariachi music, and 34 flavors of margaritas. That's Juan's Cantina right next to the Hangar 94 of Mos Eisley Spaceport. On day two of the week, is Taco Tuesday. Those are half a credit each and enjoyed with our house margaritas. Juan's Cantina also serves the galactically famous Dos Camarones Azul Cerveza, imported directly from Kessel. Thank you again for our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina. Yeah. So there's that. Now I'm hungry. Okay. Me too. I was actually hungry before we started this thing, but yeah. makes me hungrier. We actually had Mexican. That's where I was texting you about the uh, um, softball game. We were at a Mexican restaurant. Um, it's a place that, that moved locations, and they've been closed for like six months. And while they were remodeling the building, they were moving to, and uh, it was pretty good. Which one? Uh, it's called um, uh, crap. You would ask me that. I don't. <laughs> We're all there's so many different ones, you know. I know. Uh, it's not it's not Los Compadres because that's the one that took their building that they were in. Just the one that burned across from Walmart. No. no, no, that's something else. Anyway, it's uh, Amy likes it. We we used to order quite a bit. Um, through DoorDash when, you know, we couldn't go out very often because of the pandemic from them. And they had some pretty good stuff that we would uh, get. I don't know, though. Um, honestly, I think I like the uh, Los Cam Cam Camaraderies or whatever they are that took over their old space because um, I think they've got better better stuff. But that's, that's a different story. I'm making you hungrier, so I don't want to do that. Um, so episode 13 infested uh, the first scene, the first scene is called the gangster and we see the Marauder ascend on Ord Mantel and they land uh, complaining about uh, the mission, of course, and how um, uh, Echo wants them to pay, pay well for this mission. Um, and this is where we hear uh, that Sid to, Failed to mention the drop zone was swarming with uh, gun darks, uh, which I don't know what those are, and there's no there's no link or anything in the in the Wikipedia to them. Hold on a second, maybe I can find it real quick. You talking about I've, who took over the bar? Who took over the bar? No, these are this is the mission that they just got back from, and there's oh gun darks are some sort of weird uh, animal thing that. Um, have two sets of arms, so they got four arms and, and two legs. Uh, Gundarks are vicious carnivorous desert animals from the planet of Van Vancor, renowned for their powerful 
power and veracity. Oh, that what, what is that? That, that's what, that's what, uh, um, oh God, Boba Fett choked out. No, not quite. That was a, that was a pretty big, uh, thing. These are, these are kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe five feet tall. That thing that he choked out was huge, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's close though. I mean, it's got the, it says they have over 16 sharp claws, um, good hearing and everything. Anyway, they were swarming at the, uh, drop zone of their last job. And, uh, this is where Tex says that this isn't the first time that, um, Sid hasn't given uh, all the details. Yeah. Um, and they're walking through the city and notice again, that there's all kinds of armored figures with some weird, weird helmets on. Um, and they walk into the parlor and it's packed with customers. Um, and they see, uh, they see some pikes in there. They see all kinds of different people. Um, and Hunter kind of says something about this. When did this place become so popular? Um, the uh, batch tries to get back to Sid's office and they're confronted by some soldiers, which uh, Hunter throws against the wall and they force their way into Sid's office, discovering more guards and a Devorian Devorian man tells them that it's rude to barge into someone's office unannounced. Hunter counters that this is not his office, but the uh, Devorian begs to differ. Now it is. Omega is shocked to see um, the guy stroking that pet lizard ruby. They, uh, uh, you know, acquired a couple of episodes ago. And <laughs> He, he replies that it is, it's his prized pet. Um, and Omega asks what he's doing with her. And the Devorian replies that he paid Sid and Sid delivered. Um, so we, we realize that them getting that um, animal ruby lizard or whatever it was, was for this guy. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Sid is, and, and he says that um, Hunter asks where Sid is, and uh, the Devorian responds by saying that Sid is out in the parlor, and Ordman Dell are now his territory. And he offers to hire the Bad Batch if they're looking for work. And Hunter uh, replies that he'll think about it. And they begin walking out of the parlor, and uh, Hunter decides the group should leave Ordmantle, and he tells Tech to pair the ship while the others gather their supplies. Um, and this is where Omega asks about Sid. What about Sid? Where's Sid? And Tech says that Sid has either been eliminated or forced out. Um, but Omega is unwilling to abandon Sid. And just then they hear Sid's voice um, and she's up on the their ship uh, already waiting for him. Tells them to come inside so they can talk. Sid explains that the Devorian they met was Roland Durand, a former client of hers and a son of a crime boss, Issa Durand. She explains that Roland was trying to make a name for himself by joining up with a Pike syndicate. And Hunter asks what he's doing on Ord Mantell. And she explains the planet is 
uh, connected to multiple hyperspace routes, making it ideal for smuggling. Uh, since our parlor is right in the middle of the action, Roland was saw the value and took it. Uh, Sid vows to get back her parlor, telling the bats that they are in this together because she is good at keeping secrets. She kind of blackmails them again with the secrets thing. Yeah. Tech realizes she's trying to blackmail them, of course, um, and Sid agrees that she is. Uh, Omega appeals to the altruistic side of the troopers and points out that Sid has helped them before and when they needed help and it's their turn to help her back. Um, and Sid is of course uh, supportive and Hunter accepts Omega's uh, reasoning again. So same thing we saw in the last episode. Uh, Omega's is changing their minds again. It seems to be that uh, it seems a little bit of that in every episode. Yeah, that's so, what it seems like, know. too. So, like she did in that one where she is winning all the games by strategy. She, she's a super strategist. Yeah, exactly. Um, she, uh, yeah, she's showing her strategy more and more now. And later on, Sid tells Hunter the Bad Batch um, that her sources tell her a buyer is meeting Roland tonight to acquire a shipment of spice that he's storing in her old back office. Um, yeah, and Tech realizes that they want to disrupt the supply chain by stealing the shipment and sabotaging the deal. Um, and Sid agrees to that, and that's what the plan is. She explains that um, Roland will then be unable to pay and they'll make They'll make him their problem, which means that they'll, uh, you know, take care of the problem for them. Uh, Sid leads them to a manhole cover, cover, which leads to Ord Mantle's old mining tunnels. Um, and they get on these rail carts underneath the city. Um, and she says they need to use these to sneak on the <coughs> into her parlor. <coughs> and she tells them. Um, you know, they need to be very quiet, so they're not going to use the engines. They're going to use the hand cranks um, uh, to transport the spice out uh, out of the, her parlor. Um, blah, 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 motors. But does she tell, tell them why originally? No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't tell them. She just says they're too loud, and this is a stealth mission. Um. <laughs> Okay, they travel through the tunnels, they get to a gate, and she warns them not to make a peep when they pass through the doors, since they don't want to wake the hive. Um, <laughs> she warns that the cavern is infested, has an infestation problem, and Wrecker says they're not afraid of a few bugs. <laughs> and of, of course, Sid says they won't be a problem as long as we, he keeps his trap shut. Uh, so Wrecker opens up the gate and they continue through um, they see the tunnels are covered with lots of cobwebs um, and they they're looking around as they go through and Hecker, Wrecker um, 
is fumbling around and he drops his torchlight, creates a lot of noise. Um, and Sid is angry, um, but Wrecker insists it's a it was an accident. And they it's just kind of sit off. They sit there and listen to the noise as it drops down pitch. And then Hunter tells them to keep moving after nothing happens. Uh, That's a boss, I swear. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the clones finally reach uh, the end of the tunnel where there's a ladder that leads up to Sid's office. Um, and Tech asks how they will know if Roland is not inside. And says, Sid says she already has that covered. She activates a comm link uh, button and one of her friends is in the bar already. The signal. Um, he walks up and eat and is eating some mantle mix and he drops um, several pieces in front of Ruby uh, as Ruby uh, follows and chomps on the pieces that he's left on the ground leading her outside um, and she gets uh, kidnapped by um, uh, this this catch in, in uh, Bolo is the other guy's name uh, and then we see that Roland realizes that Ruby is missing and sends out some of his troopers to find her uh, Bolo contacts Sid to tell her that uh, they should be clear now um, and the clones come up the hatch in the, the back of the parlor um, and we see Echo grumbling about the rodents and the mess and says that at least someone is messier than Wrecker um, and then they find six crates of spice Wrecker helps them lower them down um, and then we switch back to Roland looking, uh, talking with some of his um, men, asking where if they found Ruby. And they said they can't find her. Um, Catch tells Bolo to keep Ruby quiet. Um, however, Ruby bites Catch and he drops the cage and she gets out. Ruby begins to cry and scream, which get it gets the attention of Roland and his uh, his troops. Um, and uh, the, the, the two run off as uh, Ruby runs to um, Roland and kind of rolls over on her back and lets Roland rub her belly. He then tells his enforcers to uh, get Bolo and Catch. Find those two. Um, Sid warns the uh, Bad Batch they're about out of time as they take the last two crates. Um, they rush to seal everything. And uh, just then we see Roland carrying Ruby back into the parlor, assuring the pet that those men won't, that they'll catch the men and, and he'll kill them. Um, clones manage to escape. Um, And Roland comes into the storeroom and sees that uh, the doors open and finds uh, that all the spice has been stolen and finds the trap door. They open up the trap door and see uh, 
see that someone's going through the tunnel. Uh, the Bad Batch uh, see the enforcers coming down and chasing after him. Of course, the enforcers uh, get into the carts and begin firing. Uh, and I think Wrecker actually was firing first before they fired. Um, and they're pursuing them. They turn on the engines to the carts and they go pew pew, like you said, uh, pew pew. You're on mute, Scott. You said pew pew. Uh, Sid says their actions are going to awaken the hive. Um, so she says to be quiet. Um, and they travel deeper and deeper and hit Sid hears the, the, uh, hive making noises and she doesn't, and she doesn't like the sound of it. Um, because, you know, with all the blasting and the banging in together and the guys falling overboard, um, they've made a lot of noise and they see a swarm of the winged Erling ascend up the tunnel, prompting Sid to tell the Bad Batch to power up the carts so they can get out of there quicker. The swarm overwhelms the rest of Roland's enforcers, um, tearing into their flesh and, and chewing them up. The Bad Batch uses knocking, their blasters. Knocking the, knocking the cart off the... They, knocked, they took the cart off the rail. Yeah, they knocked the cart off the rail, too. Uh, the Bad Batch is shooting their blasters at them to try to get rid of them, um, and they realize that the, they don't like the light, so they, they're using also their flashlights to um, you know, keep, the, keep the winged predators away from them. Uh, and it ends up that um, the, the winged things are pulling stuff out of the carts, too, so they end up pulling all the spice out and um, it goes down the hole goes down the hole a little bit and that kind of distracts the, uh, the wing things with enough time for them to get out of the tunnel. You see a wrecker sealing the tunnel and he like squirts cuts one of them in half or something like that with the door. And you can it's see awesome. the ooze. You can see the ooze yeah, and yeah. stuff. Uh, and I just, wonder, I just wonder if that ooze, their blood is acid. Like could be. Sorry. Uh, Omega kind of tells them that it's okay. They got rid of the spice, which um, it was part of the mission. Um, and we see I later thought, on, uh, Roland has. What's her name? She wanted to sell the spice. Yeah, I think she probably did too. She probably wanted to make money off of it. Um, we see. Does she have a side deal with the pipes? Maybe. She didn't say that, though. Maybe. Um, and and uh, not too long after that, we see that Roland's enforcer, enforcers have captured uh, Bolo and Ketch, and they're kind of um, interrogating him a little bit. Um, and he's uh, upset with them for kidnapping Ruby. Um, yeah, and they... It didn't seem to take much for one of the roles for all. Yeah, they kind of spilled the beans pretty quick. They're both kind of wimpy in, in general anyway. They, it doesn't take them take much for them to 
to do anything. Um, and they kind of, uh, they weren't trying to hurt Ruby is what they were saying. Roland demands to know where Sid took his spice. And Bolo says they don't know. Um, and then we see some Pike Syndicate uh, people arrive because they're it's time for them to pick it up or get their payment. Um, and we have a little confrontation. Uh, they usher out Bolo and Catch. And Roland admits to the Pikes that the spice was stolen. And he promises to get their money. Um, but says they need more time. And that's when um, the Pike delicate leader um, tells him that if he cannot deliver as promised, then he has no use to them. And that's when uh, Roland raises his blaster up and says, hold on a minute. Um, he says they'll get their money and tells them to return to Obadiah and wait. Yeah. The, the Pikes warn him about um, threatening them and if he if he makes a mistake, he'll they'll take out his entire family. Uh, Pikes don't play. Pikes don't play. Uh, don't play. Yeah, they don't they don't play much. Meanwhile, Omega and Sid are. Or Omega asks Sid if the parlor is safe, and Sid tells her the Bad Batch and Bolo have reported the Pikes have already come for Roland, and she says they don't take kindly to unpaid debts. When they return to the parlor, she sees several Rollins following enforcers lying on the floor. Sid thinks that her plan worked um, better than expected. Um, just then, uh, Roland arrives with the pikes and identifies Sid and the Bad Batch as the ones who stole the shipment. The pikes confront Sid and the clones over the theft, and he tells them to return And in return, they will consider the issue resolved. So they want that they have no beef of, with them as long as they return their spice. Yeah. Um, and mm. Sid, Sid mm. tells them they don't actually have it. Um, and that's when uh, we could get it. Yeah. Yeah. But the Pikes also threatened to kill them first. And the puncher says, but we know where it is. We can recover it. Um, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Uh, and he tells them to retrieve the spice and leave Omega as the hostage while they're getting the spice. That's when the Bad Batch refuse. Um, and uh, the Pike leader says this is not a negotiation. And Sid asks to speak to Hunter and the Bad Batch, warning them that they, if they don't lower their blasters, there will be it will be fatal consequences. And she convinces Hunter to let her handle it. Uh, so they take care of that. Um, and Sid walks with them later and tells them they didn't have really have a choice there. Um, she assures the clones that Omega will be fine with the pikes uh, as long as they return the spice. Uh, Tech informs the group that the creatures in the cavern um, were Erlings and explains that they're nocturnal insects with visual sensitivity to thermal registers. He advises them to strike before nightfall. 
you know, so it's still light out a little bit. Um, Sid proposes that they rappel down to the cavern, locate the crates, and pull them out. Um, in one, you know, full swoop, Sid vows that Omega will get out of this mess she created. She'll get Omega out of the mess she created. Um, and they start going down and pulling the different. Sid warns Wrecker not to drop his torch this time, of course. Um, they secure yeah, some crates. They call them torches. Torches. That's what the British call flashlights. Yeah. Torches. As you know, I watch a bunch of British shows. Exactly. Um, so then back at the uh, bar, uh, Omega is kind of looking around. Um, and Omega and Roland are there together, tied up. Omega is kind of eyeing the blasters that are sitting on the table and Roland warns her not to provoke the, the pikes because they will kill them uh, without thinking about it. Um, and he explains that if her friends don't return the spice, they're both going to be dead anyway. No. Oh. Yeah. Omega doesn't see them as, uh, you know, being together. So he doesn't, she doesn't really, um, you know, want to take his word. Um, and she points out about um, him stealing the bar from Sid um, and he replies that it's the grand way it's, you take what you want and he says that his tactics are exactly what his mother would have done it's, uh, and Omega also asks if her his mother is a criminal too. Um, and talks about, you know, the world being black and white. Uh, and then Ruby runs down uh, to Omega and Omega strokes Ruby. Uh, Roland observes and doesn't take a liking to that he doesn't take a liking to too many people and uh, is reassured that um, Omega and Ruby are friends. Okay, and then we go back to the Bad Batch pulling the crates out. Um, Echo is warning that it's almost dark now and they'll be the Erlings will be waking up. Um, Tex says that he is preparing for that possibility. And meanwhile, in the cavern, Sid and Wrecker locate the final crate and secure it. She tells Hunter to bring them up, and the pulley system brings them up. One of the cable breaks loose and falls into the cavern. Um, and Wrecker hopes, of course, that they don't, the Erlings don't hear. Um, but Sid isn't very uh, trusting of that. Uh, she expects the Erlings to swarm. Um, and Wrecker pleads for them to get them out of there. Uh, Hunter asks what's going on, and Sid warns that the Erlings are, are coming up upon them. And Wrecker begins to shout and shoot at the 
and the creatures. Uh, and at Hunter's signal, Tech throws this flash bomb into the cavern, um, creating a bright light explosion, scattering the Erlings, giving them enough time to get the uh, the two up on into the Marauder and the last crate of spice. Uh, Sid reassures Wrecker that that wasn't too bad, was it? Wrecker's like, ah, you know, because we also know that Wrecker doesn't like heights too, so he was yeah, kind of recovering from that. Uh, later, the Bad Batch deliver the spice to the Pike Syndicate, and the Pike leader considers the matter between them and the Bad Batch and Sid resolved. He releases Omega and Ruby back to her friends. However, the leader um, says he hasn't finished with Roland yet. And one of his subordinates forces Roland uh, basically his head onto a crate. And uh, Omega begins to plea for Roland's life, saying that, that the criminal made a mistake. Uh, Sid agrees and warns the leader that killing Roland will provoke a gang war with his mother, Is Isid Durand. And uh, she urges them not to make uh, the, the deal go bad um, and to walk away. The Pike leader, of course, doesn't really accept that bad deals. Um, but instead of killing Roland, he cuts off one of his horns, showing mercy. He warns uh, Roland that their business is finished and to not cross paths with the Pikes again or he'll regret it. And then uh, Omega is uh, consoling Roland. Um, and Roland replies, you know, it's, it's a small price to pay for what he's done. Yeah. Uh, Omega lets, lets him keep Ruby. So she returns Ruby back to Roland. Um, out of gratitude, Sid offers to treat the bad, treat the bad batch. And she says the first rounds on her. So they're, they're getting drinks. And Wrecker yeah. also replies that uh, Sid owes him uh, more than that, more than a drink. Of course, Sid says, uh, don't push your luck. <laughs> and then Hunter and Omega are talking and Hunter says, why did you stick up for Roland for all, for everything that he did? Um, Omega admits that uh, if Ruby likes Roland, then uh, she, she, he can't be all that bad. Um, and Hunter and, and Omega walk away to join Sid and the others in the bar. And that's when we see the credits again for this episode. Um, and that gives me the question I, again. I think Roland was just a spoiled brat. A little bit. I mean, he's got a, a rich mom kind of thing going there. He wanted to try um, his own thing. Exactly. He wanted to get out on his own um, and do his, you know, show that he knows what he's doing or whatever. Um, so the question of the week related to this episode is, will uh, Roland be an ally for the Bad Batch in the future? Will they uh, call upon him to help him out at some other time? What do you think? Um, they might. I maybe. mean, it, they... They always if, can if use help. 
if he has the connections they need, they'll use them. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think possible. I mean, I don't know. We we probably never see Roland again, but um, I think you know since you they're kind of friends, I think that, yeah. that they may. I think. I think you know that the horn, the chopping of the horn was more hurtful because there's probably a status or you know shows how old you are or something like that. Yeah, it could be a could be like that. Um kind of like um in some Jewish religions, you know, like the the more beard you have, the more yeah. respected you are. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. Um, yeah, so, and that's uh, the two episodes. It is a crime. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. Um, and that's the episode. So, you know, that's kind of everything we've got there. Do you have any other at that time, at that time, at that time, would that if they're a crime family, would they be com- competitors or contributors to that? Um, I mean, um, I mean, uh, other guy. Oh, oh god. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they necessarily the would other be guy. the other family. The Pikes? No. The the Huts? I don't know. Yeah, the Huts. They 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 might be. Um but you I also have you have to realize the Huts kind of have their own territories. Um so these guys probably had something that was outside of Hut territory and would be my guess because um the Huts are kind of like the Pikes. They don't they don't mess around either. You know, you get in their territory and you're, you're, you're hurting for a, you know, reason to stay alive. So, um, you know, they, they may be some competitors in ways, you know, they may go back and forth on their territories and whatever. Um, uh, you know, this Issa Durand is, is, is pretty, is a pretty big crime lord from what I understand. Um, she, uh, she runs a huge gang of across many worlds. Yeah, let's see. Issa Durand says here, uh, whoops, stupid advertisements. Okay. Issa Durand was a female crime boss for the Durand family active during the Imperial era. She was mother, mother to Roland, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and that's all it really says. It doesn't say much about her. And um, the Duran family, uh, was it, what's it say? It was a crime family which existed sometime around 19 BB, which is 19 before the Battle of Yavin. Um, so before 19 years before New Hope. Yeah. Um, they and all it really says here is they live by the philosophy of you take you take what you want. 
but there's okay. not much not much information about how much yeah. they had or where they where they were and stuff like that so Take anyway what you want that's a good that's a good philosophy <laughs> if you're a crime lord i guess <laughs> all right so uh the next episode we're going to review we're only going to do one episode and that's going to be a war mantle and we'll probably take some time on this one too because war mantle is supposed to be one of the best episodes out of that season except for the one the last two that are after that the last two are, are really good too so we're going to do war mantle and then the last two after that that are um on the last, the, the last one in the and the last scene and last one it's just like really you give us as, as much feedback as they can um we have an email called feedback at kylejohansson.us um you can go to our website um and you'll hear the website address here in just a little bit you can go to our website and fill out a form that's got that you can submit feedback to us um you can go to our youtube channel and comment on our youtube uh videos um we have the ability to comment on our questions of the week also. So you can say more than just yes or no, you can make some comments. Um, and we, we would really appreciate your feedback so that we, we have some interaction between our audience and maybe, you know, tell us that we suck. I don't know. Tell us something at least. Right, Scott. Yeah. Good, bad. I retreat. Retreat. Let's Come on, thing. folks. Give us some feedback. Yeah, feedback. All right, or so are we... Start, or, or I will start singing. Oh, you start singing? So, so you're, you're not singing is going to encourage them to give feedback? Yeah. Okay. Well, that... That'll probably work. That'll probably work, yeah. As Ron White would say. Black. Wrap it up. Send it Wrap away. It up. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleJohansson.us That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at rabr.kailejohansen.us. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted 
by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. Prohibited. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Bye now. Yo. Bye-bye. Yo. Yo. All right. So let's turn off the recording.